Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, Craig. Jeff, it's it's been a long time since we recorded mm. ourselves talking. Yeah, yeah, it has. Like the other day, I was kind of looking at the list of podcasts, and I was like, "Oh shit, man, we haven't we haven't recorded since." Oh well, oh man, the last one we did was a preview of the Texas A and M game. <laughs> that was a while ago, Craig. Yeah, it's much been a while. Much you know, has happened. I had, I had, I had okay, so yeah, that was in April or March, right? So we are. Three weeks. Uh, yeah, so I, it, it's been a wild few weeks. Uh, my work has been insane. I haven't had a lot of free evenings. Uh, you've had sick family members and like it's just been, uh, one thing after another, uh, that uh, have kept us from recording because, you know, we're like normal humans. This is not our job. Uh, but, uh, we are back. We took our little vacation. Yeah, um, yeah little, and we're, little vacation. Yeah, we're our... we're ready. We're ready to go. Um, yeah, so there's there's been a lot that has happened. Uh, so we better get the episode going. This is podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig Powers. This is episode one sixty four. Um, with me for the hundred sixty fourth time is Jeff Newser. How are you doing yes. tonight, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'd, I'd be doing better if, uh, I felt a little more certain about what our basketball roster was going to look like next year, but you know, I have a lot of faith. I have faith that's going to work out. So, you know, things are okay. And then in school, by the way, my, you're talking about your job. So my job for the last two months, I've had a student teacher. Now the thing about student teachers is that, you know, you know, because you were a student teacher, it, it can kind of go two directions, right? Like it either, it can be a pretty good experience, like a really good experience, or it can be a really terrible experience, both for the mentor teacher and the student teacher. I was really lucky. I had a really good student teacher for like the last two months, but now he's done. And, and so I had to take over today and, and damn it, Craig, I actually had to work for my money. Um, actually I took over yesterday. So two days now, two days I had to work for my money and actually teach kids stuff. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired, but I'm going to power through. So that's interesting. He was done, but like, uh, was it the end of the quarter for his school or something? Like how, how? Yeah. So basically they leave it up to the teacher, student teacher and their mentor teacher to figure out kind of the time frame that they're going to uh, student teach. And so what I did was what my mentor teacher did for me, which was, okay. So 
in fact, with him, he's been with me since September, like not every day, not all day, but like, um, kind of in and out observing, doing it, you know, lessons here and there. Um, when I have a substitute, he wanted to teach. So I'm like, ah, cool. You can teach, you know, (laughs) like if I have a sub, I'm sure the sub appreciates that too. So, you know, so he had been doing that. And then, so the plan was, you know, when we, uh, when we start second semester, start third quarter, which is at the, uh, at the beginning of February, I was like, all right, dude, you you know, when it's, when it's time, when that new semester starts, you got a clean slate, clean grade book, you know, it's you and you're going to do it for all, you're gonna do all my classes for all of third quarter. And, um, and, and we, and we, you know, send him away. Now, if I wasn't already really confident that he was going to be good, I probably wouldn't have done that. But my mentor teacher did that for me. And it was really actually super valuable to, cause a lot of people, I don't know what yours was like. Um, but a lot of mentor teachers kind of ease the student teacher in, they pick up like one class and they pick up another class. And then eventually they pick up all the classes, maybe for like two weeks. And then they sort of ease them out after that. Um, which is fine. And if that's what people do, that's fine. But also like, it doesn't really give you the full meal deal experience, you know? Um, cause there's definitely a little bit of a honeymoon period with a new teacher. And, you know, once you get past those first three, four weeks, then it's like, okay, you know, you're sort of out of all the, all the good tricks, all the good lessons that you learned in college that you're yeah. like, all right, I can, I can do this. I'm going to do a Socratic seminar, which is a thing you can do like once a month, right? Like yeah. you can't do it much more often than that, you know, so they, they pull out their bag of tricks and then all of a sudden they're left with sort of the, the day-to-day monotony and the kids, Absolutely, yeah. you know, when they loved you, they, they still like you, but they're also like, man, you're kind of boring now. <laughs> you know, it's like, so you got to figure out a way to fight through that and, you know, contact parents when kids, you know, don't do anything for a month and a half, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so he just wrapped up right. I had him go till spring break. That was pretty much the end of third quarter. Uh, so spring break ended and yesterday we were back and, and my God, was I rusty. Let me tell you, man, <laughs> normally when, normally when I'm rusty, normally when I'm rusty, the kids are rusty too, right? Cause we're all coming back from summer break. So we just kind of ease our kids aren't rusty right now, man. They're like, Hey man, you know, we're, we were on the stretch run to the end of the school year. You better bring it new, sir. So, so I'm up there, you know, doing, doing my little dance and being an entertainer and trying to convince them that Hamlet's going to be interesting. So, you know. Well, you know, I, it's always, it, I, I was only on the other end and I, you know, obviously I, I had one foot out the door as soon as I started student teaching. I was like, this, you know, I, I yeah. definitely went into that bag of tricks. Like you already and, knew that wasn't for you. It, but, but yeah, you know, I did my best. I remember that like we did it, I did it basically the WSU semester. So from, you know, the start of school until start of the high school year until, it was, you know, the first week of December. And I remember just, I was just peace out. Like I didn't yeah. even care. Cause I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like I, you know, I, I'm not really worried about anything. Like I'm done. And then I'm, I, I, uh, you know, moved over to Seattle and then never, never came back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's, uh, but yeah, um, I guess we could talk about WSU sports now. Um, you know, that now that, <laughs> now this that isn't, this isn't student teacher talk, student teacher talk, uh, yeah. everyone's favorite. Um, although, you know, we, we do, uh, you know, we, we've, we've talked about it with Sherwood and I don't want to give away the name, but, uh, you know, maybe we will have to get the, uh, a transfer, por- transfer yeah. portal podcast going. Um, 
you know, with, with Bryce too. And, and, you know, cause now yeah. the transfer portal is a big thing. Uh, WSU so far has had what, uh, four, four. players, uh, enter four the transfer portal leave. in increasing, yeah. increasing, <laughs> increasing sadness. importance, increasing, <laughs> increasing importance, importance and sadness. Uh, so the you know the two most recent ones uh, of course uh being um in Noah Williams and FA Abigidi and it's crazy to think back to that Texas A&M game which I haven't talked about and honestly I don't want to talk that much about it it was just a, it was a shitty end to what was a fun run before that and a shitty end to what apparently was uh, uh, but that, that roster, you know, that it, it wasn't just Michael Flowers that was leaving. Um, so obviously Noah entered the portal. Um, and you know, there was, there was this kind of, the, there, there was a lot of people say he could end up at UW and, and you're like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, d- do they really want him? He doesn't seem. You know, he, you know, I kind of thought maybe he'd be, uh, you know, transfer to a lower, uh, you know, like a mid-major type school where he can, you know, be the guy. But, you know, he might actually get to be the guy at that fucking school in Seattle, uh, Washington, where he has now transferred, um, after, uh, being one of the biggest Husky haters. And then also one of the prime targets of Husky uh, students um, with some pretty uh, pretty nasty uh, comments towards him uh, to now be in purple is wild. And then when you started looking at it, like, shit, they, they lost their top two guards. You know, obviously they lost a guy that was shooting 30-plus percent of the shots, uh, you know, dominating possession. They they might be having Noah come over to be their point guard, like it, which would would not shock me if he's he maintains big usage and is kind of their guy. Yeah, I mean, they might. Um, if they are, I think that's well, it's okay. From a from a WC perspective, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Let Noah take thirty percent of the shots. Um, but if I was a, if I, if I was a Husky, God forbid, um, I'd look at that and go, that seems like a terrible idea. Um, I mean, we talked, you know, away from, um, you know, we, we have our Slack chats that we do, you know, with the people who are sort of hoops heads and, um, you know, one of the things that, that we talked about, one of the things I said was, you know, look, I love Noah. I mean, Maybe not many people remember this, but I was the original president of the Noah Williams fan club. You can vouch for this, right? That absolutely that, that was me. Um, I, I love the kid. I think he's great. Um, I you know it, when you know those first that first year or two, um, you know the coaches talked about you know how great Noah was, how much you know he loved being a Coug. Um, you know, obviously he's a legacy. His dad was a Coug. You know that guy's sister did go to UW, but you know his dad was a Coug. So okay, there you go and. Um, you know, but I was like, as much as I love him and as much as he was, um, you know, I think really kind of important to changing the culture of the program from what it was under Ernie Kent and, you know, kind of his spunk and his drive and his, um, you know, his, his, I don't know, for lack of a better term, his shit housery, um, that he engaged <laughs> in. That's a, that's a soccer term. 
um, you know, the engaged in on, on the court. You don't even have to know what I mean when I say shithousery to probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, so that kind of stuff was all, I think, you know, really necessary the first couple of years, you know, and then of course his, his struggles this year were, were well documented. We've talked about them. Um, and you know, like I didn't want him to leave, right? Like I wanted him to stay, yeah. but also when he decided to go, I, I was also like, yes, I understand. And I, I don't think it'll be that tough to find a player to replace or exceed his production. Like he was, if you, if you're not a Coog fan and you look at his stats and I'm not even just talking like his, you know, counting stats, I'm talking like efficiency stats, rate based stats, things like that. Um, the kind of stuff you and I use all the time and, and coach and our coaching staff uses all the time to try and compare players, try to figure out, you know, how good are they really? What level are they playing at? You know, things like that. I, if you look at his rate based stats for three years, it's really tough to make a case that he's a high major player, to be honest. Um, you know, we have emotional attachment to him for various reasons. You know, I, I just loved the way that he would stick it to UW. You know, you sacrificed your Achilles for him. I mean, <laughs> you know, we all have our reasons why we loved Noah Williams. Um, and yet when he left, I was sort of like, yeah, I mean, I'm bummed to lose him, but also, you know, he just, he wasn't good this year, obviously, but even the level he played at last year is probably not good enough to be a super significant contributor on a team that has the aspirations that this team has. So in that sense, I wasn't super bummed that he left. It just seemed like kind of the right decision for everybody. Of course, when he picked you dub, I was like, man, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I can't be mad at him really. Cause I can't, I can't hate on a kid for making a decision, but, um, you know, I just, I look at the whole thing. I just kind of don't get it. I mean, other than the fact that he's from Seattle and, you know, Mike Hopkins seems to offer every transfer who's from Seattle. So, I mean, maybe yeah. that's it. I don't know, but, um, I, I don't know, man. Noah, I just don't see the fit there. Um, he's a great on ball defender and he's going to play zone. And is he really, is, is he a point guard? I don't think he is. Um, you know, he handled the ball way more this year, I think, than people actually realize. Um, like, I don't know. I don't get it, but I also don't, you know, I don't hate the kid. I think, um, you know, I don't think it makes us that much worse and I don't think it makes Washington that much better. So that's, that's probably also playing into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, um, it, it's, 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 you know, you wanted to see him turn around at WSU, um, yes. and ma- make an impact, but you no, know, it just kind of seemed like maybe he wasn't, uh, a big fit, you know, at times. And he, he, he didn't really want to, especially if he, you, you have a guard who's not going to hit threes. Like that's yes. a, that's, that's a challenge on a it, team. Well, unless that, that, unless that guy is really, really good at twos, right? Which he has. <laughs> like that's been. how you, you have to be super efficient around the basket if that, if you're not going to be able to shoot threes yeah. and he and hasn't he been really, either of those. Really struggled on that this season. Did, you know, and, and, um, but yeah, and, and when, when his three point percentage dipped back down this year, uh, that was just rough to watch. And it, and it, it was just, he, it was so, um, you know, his, his stroke just was so much more consistent. And when he missed, he missed bad. Like it was, it was bad. And maybe, you know, maybe he can come back. You know, he's a, he, he, he's a guy that's fueled by, you know, 
people not believing him, you know, that type of person. Like he uh, fueled by vengeance at times. So I'm sure he's going to try to go all out against WSU, uh, the two, two, maybe three times they play. Um, and, and so it's, it, it, you know, that's, that's a little worrisome, but also at the same time, if he's having a bad day, that could be very good for WSU, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it sucks. Like he was a, he was a fun guy and, and, uh, had some great moments, obviously, uh, uh, at WSU. Uh, but you know, like you said, he, he probably wasn't going to be a major factor next year. Um, as we saw his role diminish throughout this year. Uh, but one guy that, uh, could have been an incredibly huge factor for WSU this season. I wrote a story about F.A. Abagidi, um, uh, a couple weeks ago about how good he actually has been and how good his sophomore season was, despite a lot of people thinking he didn't improve and how good he was this year and how good he was compared to, uh, other, you know, other sophomore players who have had career, you know, good careers. Um, but, you know, F.A. first declaring, uh, for the draft, uh, but maintaining eligibility, uh, was one thing. So you're like, oh, maybe he can come back to WSU. Uh, but then a, a few days later entering the portal and it looks like he's not coming back. You know, it doesn't, you know, he, he released his list of teams, you know, that, which that video ex- also made it very clear. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> video. And then, and then releases his list to John Rothstein, uh, which is, I can't, I don't even know how he fitted into the tweet. It was That's so amazing. many schools, um, including uh, Washington and Gonzaga. Um, so many schools. He's obviously, I mean, you shouldn't be surprised. He's going to have a ton of interest. He's, as I laid out in my piece, he is very good. He's um, really, really good. Uh, and he was a huge factor in how WSU's defense became very good in the last two years. Um, and he obviously has just kind of scratched the surface of his offense, which maybe is part of the reason why he's leaving, uh, is that he wants to go somewhere where maybe he has a little more offensive freedom, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, that maybe they're not going to let you shoot more threes because you're only hitting 25% of them. I don't, I don't know. I, but it, but at the same time, like I, I fully believe he, he will, I fully believe he will be a guy. You know, either here, you know, either in college or in the pros, that will become a thirty-five percent three-point shooter. He's got the stroke to do it. Um, you see how he hits free throws. So, um, yeah, th- this one is a bummer. Um, you know, it was one thing if he goes to the NBA. It's one thing if he goes to the NBA because that's great for him. That's also great for WSU because you can you can talk about how yeah. Guys come here, they go to the NBA. You point to point to Ellaby, point to to FA. But if he goes somewhere else and then goes to the NBA, you know that juice is lost. Right. You, you, you no we don't get, get that credit. You don't get that yeah. credit anymore. No one, no one's given uh, Ernie Kent credit for Malachi Flynn going to the NBA. So you know it's it, no one even talks about him as a as a coog really besides us. You know, uh, and, and uh, us meaning coogs. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, um, you know, like the 14 people that are playing, paying attention to basketball when Malachi Flynn was playing here. Um, but, but yeah, it's, but now if FA goes somewhere else and probably, you know, I'd say plays one more year, 
and goes to the NBA or goes, you know, plays, plays somewhere professionally, you know, you don't get, we don't get any credit. And, and I laid out in my piece, I think, you know, he's, 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 he's already a defensive player, NBA level defensive player. And if you have something like that, and if he can hit threes, like he can have a long career in the NBA. That, that's and, yep. and, and hit alley oop dunks, offensive rebound. Like it's, he, he, he's got tools already that, you know, if an NBA team wanted to take a chance on him, they, they could. Um, it seems the way he's entered the portal and, and is exploring that, maybe he's not feeling like he's getting the feedback that he necessarily wants. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is a bummer. This is a, this is paid. Like this has caused yes. me some pain yes. in the last few days. You know, Friday yep. is when he entered the portal. Today, uh, Tuesday is when he, um, released that list with a couple of the big no-nos on there. Um, you know, it's, it's, you got, after what happened with Noah, you're just like, gosh, I don't, who knows where he's going to end up. Um, but yeah, man, this is, this is a bummer and, and, uh, can't sugarcoat it. FA is a great player yep. and, and he is not going to play at WSU again. Yeah. I mean, something I think, I think you said it on the Slack, but you know, from the moment he stepped on the floor with us, we were like, man, we're going to be lucky to get two years out of this guy. Like, like that was kind of yep. the feeling right away. And, you know, well, here we are two years later and, and there you go. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to lament the transfer rules. And, and by the way, let's be very clear. He may not end up transferring at all. He just might end up in the draft. So I, that's what we're all rooting for. It's best for, best for him, best for us. Like, so cross our fingers. Uh, you know, let's, let's hope that's, that's where it goes. But, you know, if he does transfer, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people are going to lament the new transfer rules and, you know, it's, it's a bummer. Um, but you know, I will still maintain at this point, you know, maybe it changes in the future. I don't know. But, um, you know, at this point, as far as WSU goes, transfers have been a net positive. Like, like you cannot argue that it's been anything but a net positive at this point, that the people we have added across various sports have been better than the people we have lost across various sports. Now, FA stings. He stings a lot, especially if he transfers, uh, you know, Gonzaga or like, like when I'm thinking like where he might end up, you know, if he does decide to transfer to another school and not enter the draft, um, you know, I'm like, man, put him on a team that like, like runs like crazy and just lets him run up and down the floor, you know, a team like Baylor, right? A team like, uh, like Arizona. You know, just one of those high tempo teams that allows him to really just kind of get out and show off his athleticism. Cause, you know, with our team, he doesn't, you know, I mean, let's be honest. He doesn't really get a chance to do that very often. Um, because we just don't, we don't push the ball like that. We don't, we don't attack like that. So, um, you know, it's, there are places he could go that would maybe show off his offensive skill set or at least what he could do there. Uh, maybe a little bit better than, than what we could. Maybe it's really not just all about threes. I mean, I don't know, but. I, I do know this, like if he ends up one of those places, like I, like I can't be mad at a kid, you know, for wanting to do that. Um, you know, this is a guy who's from, you know, I just have to remind myself. I mean, he's, he's from Nigeria and not only is he just from Nigeria, but he went from Nigeria to an NBA Africa Academy. And I'm trying to remember where it was and I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but he had to essentially had to move away from home, right. To do the NBA Africa Academy. 
And then he moves halfway across the world to do the NBA Australia Academy. And then he moves another halfway across the world, maybe a third of the way across the world to go to Pullman. NBA Academy in Africa is in Senegal. There you go. Okay, so he went from Nigeria to Senegal to Australia to Pullman, right? I mean, this is a kid who's been everywhere to chase his dream. And, you know, Pullman was another stop on the way. And, you know, so I, I just, you know, I just, I just can't be mad. Um, I, I, I would have a real hard time if he picked Washington. Um, with, with Noah, it was kind of like, okay, he's from Seattle, you know, whatever. And, and also, as I said, I mean, I just, I just don't think he makes them that much better. If FA goes there, my God, like, my, even if he ends up at Gonzaga, like, I couldn't even be mad if he went to Gonzaga, if I'm being honest, as much as I hate Gonzaga. Like, couldn't even really be mad about that because I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Like, they play that same up-tempo. Like, he would run and run and dunk and dunk and, you know, he'd be a monster. Okay. You know, great. So, man, I don't I don't know. I'm probably talking in circles at this point. But, um, yeah, I just – I hope he ends up in the draft. I really do because, again, that's that's better for him and, you know, better for us. And, um, yeah, I just – I hope that's the way it works out. Yeah, and and uh, one point about um, NILs and people screaming about um, uh, name name image likeness deals here, um, unless FA, which it seems unlike unlikely, unless FA has a work visa, which it's really unlikely that he has a work visa. Correct. Um, yeah, he's he got a student visa. That's what he they can't do. do the NIL. Like he can't do anything that qualifies as work. Yeah, like literally he, cannot. No, no income that get, qualifies like, as work. Get tossed out of the country if they catch you doing yeah. that. Yeah. So, so usually with these international students, they are not, they, they don't qualify for this stuff. So FA, not necessarily, not necessarily getting wooed the same way. It's probably more like you said, uh, or like we both said, uh, you know, a style of play type thing. Um, and then maybe the chance to be at a, a school, you know, and I, someone said it, I can't, uh, um, I can't remember who said it, but you know, looking at, you know, I bet some of those players, like, you know, saw what happened with Koontz this year. He got to go to a sweet 16. He was in the, yep. you know, he, he was, he was in one shiny moment. And so, you know, like, uh, he, he was on national TV making plays. And, you know, the funny thing is that, uh, no one saw that coming out of Iowa State. They were fucking awful last year. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, they brought in a bunch of transfers, and they got a lot better. Um, and, and so, you know, maybe F.A., you know, if he's going to UW, Noah's like, hey, come on over. Like, which, uh, you know, we've heard that they were roommates, I guess. Uh, so that, if you want to be more nervous about that, um, it's it, – the 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 issue with FA at UW is he's just going to be a twenty five percent, fifty percent better player than Nate Roberts playing the same position um, on yeah, both ends they of play, the floor. They play slow. They play but slow. They slow. Their offense not necessarily total, not totally, but like you know, just the game overall is slow, right? Yeah, like, but their you know, If you want to be, it's fine. But I mean, I think a lot of that was Terrell Brown, right? Like. You know, I don't know how much of that is just sort of the philosophy of the offense in general. Like they've been, you know, they they were painfully slow. I think two years ago. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I no, they, the so right they've now. been in. The, so uh, I think you're thinking 2019, uh, 2020. They were 96 in tempo, tw- adjusted tempo on Kempom. Uh, 
last year 53rd, this year 59th. Um, so I right, but I'm you know, I'm thinking I, like I, I said think I'm thinking they're... offense. So let me look. I guess they were 69th last year, not this past year, they but were the fi- year before, and 46th the year before that. So yeah, I get I guess they play faster on offense than I realized. So I guess I was wrong about that. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I I don't know. They, they, so maybe maybe, maybe it just feels that. that way. Yeah. Because of the defense. I mean, just because of their defense, and and you you know Syracuse is always slow, so you kind of associate yeah. with that. But yeah. um, but yeah, I don't. It's it it like what are they, are they gonna give FA a bunch of chances to post up? I don't know. Um. So it's it's a uh, j- just please don't go there, dude. Like uh, yeah. Like, but. Um, it, the one thing was he, he tweeted out that, that gif of a dude, like, like with a, you know, like the same, he said like watching Twitter today and a guy's like sipping a drink and looking around and, and it's like right when Noah committed to UW and that just, now I'm looking at that through a whole different lens and yeah. it's just like, oh geez. Um, but yeah, I hope, you know. I I think he's got a decent shot to impress some people. The like, in terms of getting to the NBA, he's still yeah. like a he's still an outside shot. Like he doesn't show up in any sort of uh, draft projections. So he definitely. But would neither have did C.J. Ellaby. Yeah, like, neither did Ellaby. That's very true. Yeah. Right. We all just went, man. I I don't get it. Right. And then. Yep. You know, and then the Trailblazers picked him. So I, I mean, look, FA. I, you know, I don't watch a ton of NBA. Um, I try to watch as much as I can. I try, you know, right now it's the playoffs. Try to watch a bunch, but it's like I, I do know this: a guy with his defensive skill set could fill a role on a team right now. That that's with what he does defensively. He doesn't have to do much offensively, um, in order to be in order to contribute. Now is that. You know, being a stud, is that making a lot? No, but that's like, could he play 15, 20 minutes, you know, off the bench and playing defense and generating steals and blocking shots and just, you know, being a pest? Yeah. 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 He could do that, you know? So what that, for me, I think what that means is, you know, there could be a team, especially if a team that's, you know, pretty good, you know, down at the end of the first round that looks at him and goes, boy, this guy with this set, could fill this need on our team right now. We're not rebuilding, so we can bring him along. We can develop him. And, oh, by the way, while we're trying to develop his offensive game, he can, you know, give us 15, 20 minutes a night just playing awesome defense. Um, I, I think that's entirely plausible. He's not a finished product, but he's so good at what he does that he can play. You can play him. Um, so I – I would not be shocked if he ends up staying in the draft and that happens. Um, I, I would but say, also wouldn't be shocked if he just goes, man, I want to be a lottery pick someday. I don't see him with lottery pick upside. I'm just going to be like really blunt about that. Um, cause he just has such a long way to go offensively to get into that kind of a conversation. But, and, and, uh, we have to say like the injury history and, and yes, that's NBA it. teams. These are, you know, they're big invest, you know, these are millions of dollars investments and they, and they play very, 82 games. They play 82, they play 82 games. damn games. Yep. And, and so this is a guy yeah. who had to take every other practice off on a college team. Yeah. Playing two games a week or three games a week, you know? Yep. That's, that's pretty tough. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. You know, I'm sure this, that'll all kind of shake itself out in the next couple of weeks. Um, 
and uh, we'll, we'll know. Um, but, what, but yeah, so I think now, the hardest part is that we haven't added anybody yet, right? Yep, like that's yep, the that's hardest. I just about to get to that. Yeah, but yeah. So they haven't. You know, there's there's some feelers out there. We saw that uh, 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 Jared Lucas from Oregon State is WC's in his top three. Um, you know, and then the 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 high schooler uh, uh, Drama De Young, uh, he's uh, you know WC's in in one of his final three, I, I believe. Um, he's vis at when people listen to this, he'll he'll be, he'll be visiting. Yeah, he'll be visiting, so, and it, I think it's like you know his last visit, really. Um, so that's so. always a good sign. Um, he hasn't committed, and now he's coming to Pullman. Uh, hopefully, they can uh, convince him. It would have been probably a lot nicer to have Epe there, <laughs> but uh, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe he sees more minutes. Now, now. I I think it's better that he's not, man. Like you know, you're trying to commit a kid like that wants to play right away, you know, and if you've got three yeah. big men. Like, hey, come here. Like, I don't think that flies, but now there's clearly some minutes available for, for and, a seven foot athletic seven foot kid. And WSU got in on him pretty early. He seems to be a riser. Uh, let's, we, we, uh, uh, the, the, um, football player's kid that from Spokane, we did add, uh, we did sign him. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Darling. Dylan Darling. Uh, he does not seem like to me, a guy that's gonna be an immediate contributor. Uh, he he looks like he's got to add a little bit of size. Um, yep. He does seem like they're trying to hit on a late riser here because he really yep. came on his senior year, really filled it up. Um, the scoring is there. He's lefty, so it's a little weird. You know that that always throws defenses off a little bit. Um, but yeah, he, I mean his. He went, his other offers were from Idaho State and Seattle Pacific. So it, it, it's not the, the high level, high profile recruits that, uh, Smith's staff has been bringing in pretty regularly so far. So that, that was a bit interesting, uh, to see them, uh, go for him. Um, but so it'll, it'll be interesting to see it play out. I don't see him being a, an immediate impact player, but I do see Diog. And obviously, if they can get Jared Lucas, uh, he would be an instant starter. Um, yep. And, and, you know, potentially leading scorer on the team. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, a lot of our listeners might not remember him. So why don't you bring him up to speed on, on kind of what his profile is? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jared Lucas, uh, I mean, if, if you remember their run to the lead eight two years ago, he was big in that. Um, roughly the same player this year on a, on a much worse team, but really his stats were almost exactly the same. And that's kind of sign, yeah, except he was a lot better at twos this year. Uh, just, uh, a little bit higher turnover rate, a little bit lower free throw rate, which I think was more of a result of, uh, not playing with, uh, some other scores that were also drawing fouls. Um, but yeah, so he is, uh, number one above all else, a microwave three point shooter. Uh, yep. one of those guys that will hit four or five in a row. Um, he's got good size. He's six, four. Um, I, you know, his, his defense, if he may be a question, but there's no question about what he's got offensively. Um, and you know, if a guy's at least got size on defense, that can help a lot. Um, and we got away with 
a guard in flowers who wasn't an elite defender by any stretch of imagination this year. So you you don't need superstar defenders there. But you you got to have a scorers in there. And and this is, you know, Lucas is a guy definitely not the type of scorer that flowers would be. I w- they would definitely not be a guy that would come in and handle the ball a lot. Like he did not do that. He is running off screens. Uh, thinking of more of as like a Clay Thompson type, uh, like when Clay was a freshman at WC, or like a Derek Lowe type when he was a, a junior senior, where he's just going to run off screens and ho- and launch threes, potentially get up at you know post up. You know we saw him post up WSU's small guards uh, when when WSU played Oregon State back to back. So he's an interesting player. Um, you know he he's just a, truly a catch and shoot most of the time guy. Uh, but just a, a very good uh, catch-and-shoot shooter, particularly from the outside. The one thing that's interesting to me is that he's not um, he's not a high-usage player. And, you know, we, we watched him the two games this year, and I, I like I wanted – I was trying to figure out why he wasn't higher usage um, because sometimes it's, it's – uh, with a guy like that, it's just because they're really selective. Right. Like they just kind of uh, pick and choose their spots. They only take a three if they're wide open. You know, the, like uh, Jazz Coons was kind of a guy like that uh, last year for us. Right. Like like he was really only going to take a shot if it was wide open. DJ Rodman might be a similar kind of player. Right. So, you know, they, their efficiency kind of gets pumped up because of the the shots are a little less challenging. That's kind of not the case with Lucas. Like he'll take a three with somebody's hand right in his face. Like he'll, he'll take a difficult mid range jumper from time to time. So I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm kind of not sure, uh, why he's not, you know, pushing like high twenties in usage. Um, why he's kind of sitting, I don't know what he was last year, 22%. Yeah. I, I honestly or something thought, like, like I thought when Ethan Thompson left, he was going to be like a much higher usage player this year. But uh-huh. then, of course, they brought in Deshaun Davis and uh, he became the, you know, the dominant ball handler. Uh, but, but yeah, he just kind of maintained right where he was 22% shot percentage, 90% usage, which is low stuff. Like it, that's, that's not a, you know, that's, that's, that's like your third offensive player, yeah. usually your, your third go, your third go to guy. And maybe that's what we need. Like, I think you could make a case that, you know, we don't need someone to come in and, you know, take 28% of the shots and, um, you know, just kind of take over, you know, what we really need is some guys all shooting around, you know, like 21, 22%, right? Like you feel better about Ty Roberts if he's at about 22%, right? You feel good about TJ Bamba. If he's right about 22%, you probably feel good about uh, Yakimovsky, if he's right there, Muhammad Gay might end up being the exception to that. If he develops the way I think, you know, you and I both think he could, um, he might be the exception as, as a, as a seven footer with sort of a silky stroke. If he can get some consistency with that uh, shot. I, I um, do think also, uh, Deshaun Jackson could be a higher usage player if they choose yeah. to uh feed him because he was pretty high usage at times his freshman year when they were choosing to feed yep. him in the post quite a bit yeah i just feel like if you have a lot of options that all can be a threat you know high efficiency threats at you know 20 to 24 percent type usage um you know it's a pretty good spot to be i mean that's kind of what we were doing at the beginning of the year when we were all excited about the offense right like yep. this really balanced super efficient offense um 
you know, so I think I, I'd be really excited to add a guy like Jared Lucas. Um, I, I understand why he wouldn't necessarily fire up a lot of fan bases. Um, because, you know, they might look at him and go, well, you know, is he really, you know, an impact kind of guy? You know, is he really going to make that much of a difference? You know, yeah, he's efficient, but you know, pretty low, not low usage, but you know what I mean? Like low ish. Um, just, you know, is he really the guy that's going to move the needle? Um, but I think for this team, he would be a, a super positive addition. And then, you know, you talked about, um, a drama, you know, I mean, he's at least I, I assume that's how you pronounce it. Um, you know, he's, he's a lot like Mo, uh, yeah. you know, similar yeah. build, similar look, similar athleticism. I mean, again, we'd be, you know, you lose FA and that sucks and that's rough and all those things. But again, you're still sort of going, you know, twin tower shot erasers, you know, and then, you know, Deshaun Jackson, who's not really much of a shot blocker, but he's pretty good at being big. And that's, you know, that's a skill in itself. So, um, you know, you land those two guys, all of a sudden you start feeling pretty good because the guard situation right now is a little, you know, you're putting a lot of faith in, in, uh, you know, Miles Rice to be good after red shirting. Um, and then you got Ty Roberts and, you know, so I think you're still looking to add two guards, um, at least at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, you had, you had right. someone like Lucas. Great. Lucas is a two guard, two slash three, uh, maybe bring in a point guard. Um, hopefully one that's not, you know, sub six foot tall. And then, uh, you know, and then, and then kind of roll from there. Cause you know, as I look at this roster, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they're basically like, even if you weren't thinking about the things they lost, right. That's always kind of the hard thing. Like you end up thinking, Oh my God, we lost Noah. We lost FA. What if we had FA, right? I mean, all year long, people are gonna be like, well, if we still had FA, right? I mean, that's, that's going to happen. But if you, if you just look at the guys on the roster, man, that is a really solid, talented core of guys. Now, assuming we don't lose anybody else, cause that can happen. But if you look at what's there, you know, if you look at the seven guys or eight guys or whatever it is that are currently on the roster, nine guys, nine guys on the roster. Um, yeah, you got, man, that's you a got, solid core. Right now, there's you got a lot Robert, of talent there. Right now, you got Roberts. Uh, in terms of players that will play, um, Roberts, Gay, uh, Bama, Jackson, Yaki, uh, Rodman, and then Miles Rice. So, yeah, I, I, I do, I do think Miles Rice will play. Um, yep, a lot. Uh, and there's a good, I, it, there's a good chance he could start. Yeah, it seems like the staff is really high on him. Uh, kind of makes you wonder why he didn't play this year, but I guess, you know, maybe they just figured they had what they needed. I probably, they probably thought Noah was going to be more of a, you know, more of a playmaker than he was. And, uh, didn't, and then you already get into the season. You're like, well, we're just going to stick with this red shirt. Um, and he, well, you know, he, he, he's, you know, he probably could have used the time to put on some weight. And, uh, but, you know, you always, you always kind of worry when a guy, even, even when it's transfers, the old, you know, the year off transfers, it always seems that and they haven't played, uh, you know, a real game in, in over a year seems to take them a little bit to adjust. So, um, yep. I do expect Rice to play a lot early, but, uh, but I expect there to be an adjustment period. Uh, yeah, but again, yeah, they, they still like right now, like they need, they need to bring in another guard at least because. <laughs> You can't yep. you can't roll with this many guards because they lost no. Kulabali and Rap. Now the, those guys weren't playing, but also it was nice. Like you know, they came in and in uh, in desperate situations, and you know Kulabali 
got a lot of minutes early in the season so that, you know, that, you know, Roberts and Flowers yeah, wouldn't totally wear down. And whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that kind of stuff's important, um, to have, to have that depth because, you know, a couple of years ago we had, we had Bonton, uh, just could never come out because we didn't have any, we didn't have anyone on the bench really. And that's why you saw rap play so much, you know, cause in then is we didn't really have anyone else to come in and, and then, and then Bonton would end up, you know, just wearing down by the end of the season. Both the years he played, because he was playing ninety percent of the minutes when he was in. Uh, you don't want to see that. Uh, but you know, if Lucas comes in, he's a guy that plays eighty plus percent of the minutes, and he's probably going to do that for WSU. He's shown he has that durability. Um, so that's a guy that would be a, a positive addition. Not saying that they're going to get him, but you know, there's a, there's a possibility. You know, the other two, I think it was, uh, what were the other two? It was, I think San Diego State, um, and then, uh, another kind of mid-major school. So, yeah. you know, if he wants to stay in the, in the Pac-12, you know, WSU is the place to go. Um, so yeah, I don't, they're, they're going to add guys. There, there's no, yep. they have to, like they have scholarships. It'll be nice. They're, it'll be nice to have that to talk about. Yeah. Uh, instead of the other stuff, we start talking about and, how this team is shaping and, up. And, and like you said, strong possibility that someone else is going to leave, you know? <laughs> like it, yeah. Uh, it sucks, but it's just the reality. We're all, you know, we're all doing this like balance of like, uh, I love the, the autonomy that the players have, the control over their own situations, the potential for the American players yeah. to, you know, get, you know, you know, earn something. Uh, but at the, at the same time, it makes it a lot harder as a fan, you know, just to be like the season's over, you know, you know, if this was yeah. 10, 15 years ago, we'd be like, yeah, we got all these guys coming back. We know exactly, you know, we're thinking about that 2000, you know, 2006, 17 to the seven, eight team. We're like, yeah, all these guys are coming back. They're going to be even better, yeah. you know, but, but now it's like, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, really, Who's all we'd be, be doing is waiting to see if F.A. was going to go into the draft. That's really all we'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, man, you know. But, you know, I, I think our guy Bryce uh, put it put it best. Like, this is just the way it is now. Um, the way you build a team is just going to look different. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be better or worse. Um, you know, I think we all sort of, as fans, we, we sort of long for the stability, well, right. That came from, you know, the team you yeah. were just talking about. Right. But you know, those days are gone and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that this team can't still be really good next year. Like, like, you know, you can very easily make a case that, man, you bring in Jared Lucas, you bring in a drama and you bring in like an experienced point guard and you're like, yeah, you're probably better than you were last year, especially with, you know, as long as nobody else leaves. You know, the growth that you've, you know, you're going to see from guys like, you know, Yakimovsky and Deshaun Jackson, Mamba. and especially Muhammad Gay. Like Muhammad Gay, you know, I think legit could end up being an all Pac-12 first team type guy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so, I, you know, you just make a couple of additions, you know, maybe pick up, you know, sort of a, a toolsy high schooler that's not going to threaten anybody's playing time. And you know, hopefully everybody sticks and, and you're ready to rock and roll for next year. You just got to get used to the uncertainty, I guess. That's what I've been trying to tell myself anyway, is just, <laughs> this is the way it is and it's going to be okay. And you know, they've, uh, it's, it's, I, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little 
nervous about the fact we haven't added anybody yet. Um, cause it seemed like we added people faster last year, but maybe not. I don't like, I guess I would have to go back and look, but, um, I'll just, yeah, we'll feel, we'll all feel a lot better once, once somebody actually, you know, shows up. Exactly. Um, you know, it, it's funny when we talk about basketball, it, it, all, so yeah, um, just to, um, to your point, uh, flowers, uh, signed with or, or committed to WSU, um, on, it was, we, we reported it on April 10th last year. Okay. So it was a little bit earlier. So it was a little bit earlier. Obviously the, um, the stuff with, um, with the Groves brothers, the, the Groves brothers that played out a little bit longer, I believe, um, uh, when they committed, uh, and, and then we had the stuff with, uh, shit, the other kid from Iwu. Kim uh, Aiken. grad school Kim yep. Aiken and then and I don't think I think it was June by the time Yakimovsky came back um to WSU yep. um, it was later than that it was after your engagement was it really yeah. oh it was Kim, yeah, so Kim, yeah yeah it was. Kim Aiken committed on April 22nd so he committed right about this time okay yeah so 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 the yeah Groves, I don't know the, the Groves brothers were April 18th to Oklahoma. So we're kind of in yep. that, in that time, we're in that, that realm. Um, so Where things should these start. These dominoes start to fall, yeah, I hope. Things should start happening. Cause really like there hasn't been, you know, Noah committed, but it, it's really been like this week when you've started seeing kids commit yeah. uh, out of the portal uh, around the, around the country. So I think, I think we'll start to see a bigger wave. Um, and, and then I was like, FA, it might be closer to the draft. You know, when is the NBA draft? I don't even fucking know. I think um, he has until June 1st to decide yeah, yeah. whether he's staying in. So it's, yeah, it's a so ways it, away. It, yeah, it may, maybe a ways away before we find out where he goes. And, um, and some of the other, you know, there's, there's other kids like FA who, who are in the portal and also have it declared. So there could be a lot of like good players available in July. Um, yeah. so, uh, we gotta be patient, I guess. But you know, I would take a, I would love a, an addition soon because I, I'm, I'm feeling yeah. pretty. I'm getting some sadness, yeah. sad vibes going yeah. on right now. Feeling, um, feeling a little left out, right? Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. Uh, but we should, uh, we should, we should take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the spring game coming up this weekend, um, and then maybe a little bit of baseball. Uh, but yeah, let's take a quick break. Well, Jeff, real quick, um, before we yeah. talk about the spring game, which is really, yes. now that it's in Pullman, well, even when it was in Spokane, just a, a weekend, like for fans, just like this casual football tailgating weekend, which I've come to love it as. Um, uh, so, you know, obviously we're drinking lots of beer, so let's, and you won't get a, you won't, I know you're not going to be there, so let's, let's talk about the beer. You're drinking now instead. The beer I am drinking now 
is the Rubens Brews 10th Anniversary Series Dream Team Number 3 with Great Notion Brewing and Fort George Brewery, two of uh, two of our faves. Um, it's got great can art. It's got a, a, uh, a dude uh, in a Rubens Brews referee outfit throwing up a hop. And the, the dude from great note, the lumberjack dude from great notion, uh, and some like power Rangers looking dude from Fort George. It's like a tip off with, with a hot, with a giant hop. <laughs> so, uh, this is a hazy IPA. Um, it is delicious. Uh, the color it's, 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 it's very light actually in color. Um, almost kind of pineapple juice looking. Um, oh, yeah. it's definitely nice. got some of that, some of that pineapple to it. Um, it is delicious. And, uh, yeah, three of my favorite breweries there between, uh, Great Notion and Rubens and Fort George. And, uh, yeah, that was, I was excited to find that. I love all these collabs they're doing for their 10th anniversary. It's very cool. Yeah. That's, uh, it's kind of funny. It's like, uh, it's like a, it's like a three way IPA, but, but not a three way IPA. Correct. Yeah. Cause it would have to be brewed and canned by Fort George to be the three way. I don't know. Well, no, because a three-way is, you know, a set. They pick, they pick two breweries each year, usually one from Washington, one from Oregon. And, and yeah. they, you know, they do betas and they do all that, you know, they, uh, they, they test it out. Um, so they're already, they're already releasing some of the test batches because it, it should be, you know, in the summer, it generally gets released. Um, ah, and I, I've been seeing some of the test batches out, out and about. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, three uh pretty solid hazy IPA making outfits there. Um, you know, great notion for me. There's there's the good and the and the absurd and and I, <laughs> I I'm yes. not quite as fond of them as I used to be just cuz I yeah. I'm not a big fan, not as big a fan as some of those like big smoothie smoothie IPAs and smoothie uh uh uh, sours and stuff that they do. You know, obviously I drank one from a, a different brewery a couple of weeks ago, but not something I generally seek out, but I think they do make solid, uh, just their standard hazy IPAs are very good. Yep. Yeah. This is good. What are you drinking? So I, I, this is a brewery I had uh, never heard of before. Um, I was over in, uh, Yakima for the holiday this weekend visiting family. Uh, my dad and I stopped by a place called the Beer Den downtown. Uh, it also had never been there. Didn't even know existed. Honestly, uh, it's on second street there. If you, if you, in Yakima, the second street grill is right there. The classic, it's right next to silver heels, which, uh, any, any nineties kid in Yakima is very familiar with silver heels. Your number one place to get Doc Martens and Birkenstocks. So, uh, silver heels still going strong, uh, right next to there. Um, so for, for, for my Yakima folk, I have, I have now located it for you. Uh, so yeah, nice place. They have some taps. They have some beer in the coolers. Uh, this beer is, uh, from a brewery in Bend called Spider City Brewing Company. Um, Ooh. and it is Deer Hugger Hazy IPA. Uh, just, you know, a solid hazy IPA. They say it's got a lot of, um, uh, it's finished off with a lot of, uh, New Zealand hops. It's very citrusy. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's very well done hazy IPA. Um, yeah, I'm interesting about them. I looked them up. Um, um, I don't know if you had, had been familiar. I know you go to Ben sometimes, but, uh, they, they have two locations. They have a brewery and then they have like a downtown tap room. 
but they are uh, the interesting thing about them is they're uh, completely female owned. Uh, so it's two twin sisters and their best friend from uh, college at Chico State. So I'm sure they were influenced there by uh, Sierra Nevada Brewery, which is in Chico. Um, so they, they just, uh, they decided to start a brewery together and it's named Spider City is because, uh, that's the nickname of their garage, which they started brewing out of. Um, cause I was like, you know, I was like, wait, is, uh, is Ben called Spider City by anyone? No, no, it's not. Uh, that, that was just a nickname from their garage. Um, if you are afraid of spiders, you probably not like their logo. It is, it is kind of a creepy <laughs> looking spider. Um, but yeah, uh, they, uh, yeah, pretty 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 interesting story. I, I'm kind of a I'm kind of surprised I never heard of them before, uh, but you know I, I picked it up because I had just never never seen their beer around, and it's pretty solid. Awesome. And I, I assume since you had nothing to say, you had, you had never heard of them, and had never been to no the no I have I have either. not I I have not ever heard of them. Uh, it has been a few years since I've been to Bend. Uh, maybe 2019 yeah like it's I been, i've started. definitely haven't been there since definitely haven't been there since the pandemic hit yeah uh may have been down there in december of 2019 i'm trying to remember is either yeah i think it was 29 december 2019 when we went down the there before anniversary. yeah the before times so yeah have to go down there again maybe this summer yeah, well, now you can go to Spider City Brewing. Yeah, um, I'd have to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that that was the beer. Uh, now let's let's talk about a little spring football. Um, yeah, you know, I'll give be the headed, people what they want. I'll talk be headed about out to out to Pullman this weekend. Uh, can't get enough of a football weekend in Pullman. This is always the the most chill football weekend. Uh, you know, there's not. There's, you know, a, a, like a tenth of the people and, uh, you know, they still, but they still do the, R, the they do an RV lot and, and all that. So you, you can still ha- have fun with that. But, um, but yeah, Jeff, you know, outside of, you know, that part, what, what, uh, from, from the football side, uh, what, what are you looking for in the spring game? Yeah. I mean, I think so. It's hard to know, like, like we, we go over this every year. Like what, like, what are you supposed to take away from this? Right? Like if the offense is good, does that mean the offense is good? Or does it mean the defense sucks? If the defense is good, does that mean the defense is good or the offense sucks? Like, what does it mean? And, uh, but I do think that there is an element of, um, you know, you can definitely tell who can play. Um, and I, and, and sometimes you can also tell kind of who can't play. Um, and we kind of saw that, you know, with, you know, not to not to throw dirt on the kid, but you know, we kind of saw that with Cam and Cooper, right? Where it was like, eh, you know, I'm not sure he's got it. Um, you know, and and conversely, in that same spring game, uh, you know, and this was this was when you know Gage Gabrud had been you know recruited, and everybody just sort of assumed, all right, well, you know, he's probably going to be the guy. Um, you know, and Anthony Gordon goes out and proceeds to just sort of light everything up, and we all went, oh, well, that's. That's cute. Anthony Gordon's making all these plays. But um, I don't know if you remember this, but I distinctly remember a throw that Anthony Gordon made. I think it may have been to Renard Bell. Um, but right on the sideline, he kind of 
he kind of dropped it in a bucket um, on sort of like a deep out or a little like corner, something like that. Um, and he dropped this throw in in between like a corner who is, is it was like a cover two look or something where there was kind of there was a corner sitting kind of shallow and then there was a safety kind of over the top and he found that little gap in between. And I, I just remember it being like, holy shit, that was a really good throw. Um, and as it turned out, you know, the guy could actually play quarterback, you know, go figure. So, um, set a couple records. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was okay. So I do think that there's a little bit element that I do. I distinctly remember going to a spring game in Spokane and watching Frankie Luvu kill people and just going, yeah, that guy's really fucking good, you know? So I, I think there's some of that. Um, I try not to read too much into, uh, just sort of the overall, like, I don't want to see the offensive line looking like a turnstile, right? Like, it's, but it's, also, you know, it's, sacks it's, are going to be, yeah, they're going to be inevitable because all you got to do is touch a guy. Like, okay, fine. But it's like, you know, are you going to look like you can't block anybody like we did in the Sun Bowl, you know? Um, or are we going to look a little better than that? So I'm hoping to look a little better than that. Um, and you can tell when a defense is sort of making plays and when an offense is inept and, you know, so I, I really kind of like the offense to not look inept, but I'm also preparing myself for the worst cause you know, it's a new offense. So I don't know. That's kind of the stuff that I look for. Um, I will be watching it from, from my couch on PAC 12 network. So, um, bummed out to not be there, but, but that's what I'll be hoping to see. I'll be, I'll be watching it from the, the suite. So yeah. Know, um, Oof. Uh, you know, uh, little, one of the some, few places that might be more comfortable than my couch. Some, some, some little fringe benefits from all the youths mm-hmm. that have joined us, uh, recently. That's right. Uh, that's right. Coog Center. They get to, they get to experience that sweet life. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, we have to start, na- have to name that the, the Coog Center suite at this point. I'll, I'll have to, I'll talk with BA and Katie about that and, you know, all the other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, See if they'll go for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can we, can we name it? You know, can we just name it? Yeah. Just um, put a sign on the outside. Yeah, just put a sign on the outside. <laughs> Sorry, kook man. You don't have your own suite. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it, it'll be, uh, it'll, it'll be fun. You know, uh, I'm looking, you know, Dave, we got some transfers, uh, on defense, uh, um, what is it? Hen- Henley, uh, the kid yep. that, uh, uh, interesting story. How he's changed positions three times in college. Uh, um, you know, I- interesting to watch him. Obviously, athletic kid. Uh, uh, and then, you know, um, uh, Chad Ward, other guys that they brought over. Um, you know, are, are, are they going to look the part or are they going to be playmakers? You know, that they want to be a playmaking defense. Should I be worried if they pick off Cam Ward, or should I be worried if they don't? You know, I, you know, I'm really excited to see Cam Ward play. Like you said, I, um, just to see him in person, to see that arm. Yeah, see, that's gonna be fun. See the way he reads reads the deep. You know, it. We had such a. You know, it, there's this kind of. I'm saying you know a lot, obviously, because I'm trying to figure out what I want to say. But there's this hesitation moving back to the air raid on this first year. Because we all remember what that first year, even the first two years of the air yes. raid under Mike Leach was, it 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 is not an easy offense to just pick up and roll with. Now, Cam Ward was running this exact same offense last year, so that that helps. Now, Renard Bell 
probably still has some muscle memory on the routes he's going to run. So that helps. I hope. You know, I hope. You know, he, he's just got to remember that they're not option routes anymore. He's just, he's got a place to always go, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 there's some hesitation there, but we'll see, you know, see how, see how they're working it, you know, see if they're, their their routes are tight. Their mesh is tight. Um, see if Cam is making those those corner throws those uh, to to the quarter sides. It, it, you know it, it's uh, which we know he can make, but it's always more impressive to see it in person. Um, and it's nice that he has been playing in every scrimmage. Uh, you know, it feels like you know we get these big players and they don't play, and but he's been playing. Um, so it's just. And yeah, you know, you talked about the the best. You, you, there's always this, someone that surprises you. I'm looking forward to that. That's always fun when you watch a spring game because otherwise, it's it's like fucking boring. Like it's so boring to watch. I, I, I it's only like the big plays that make it fun because otherwise, yeah. like it's just not fun to watch because they're doing weird shit. The rules are weird. Um, so we'll see, we'll get to see if Dickert uh, likes to do weird shit in, in his, uh, in his spring games like Rolovich did. And, um, and, and so we'll, we'll, we'll see that, but otherwise like it, you're watching a practice game. So you're just hoping to see someone make a play and, and, and that's it. Um, and yeah, it's hard to read into it too much. Uh, but there are some things like it, like, like you said with, some of the guys you name, uh, it's almost more of you can find out a guy can't do it more than you can find out a guy can do it. When when we're seeing it, it's it's much more obvious when it when a guy just doesn't have it versus a guy can look really good in the spring game and still be nothing, right? But but yep. because it's practice and he knows exactly what the defense does or he knows exactly what the offense is doing, you know, it's it's. But if a guy knows all of that plays against this offense or plays against this defense every single day and still is getting, it still is looking terrible. That's always a red flag. So, but honestly, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in a, in a certain state when this game is going. Uh, so, uh, no promises on any, uh, insight from, from the Hawks nest. I'll be up in there. Um, uh, you know, we got a little room. Who knows how much will even be watching the game let's be honest although i know ba will yeah be i'll be sitting next to ba and we'll be watching but uh <laughs> that that was definitely the most fun part about it uh a few years ago when we did that was just the running commentary with all of us and ba and just like and katie and just like you know like and it's it's great because you can laugh about all of it yeah right? so none like of when, it matters when cam when Cam Cooper throws his 18th interception in five possessions and you're like, how does a guy throw 18 interceptions in five possessions? I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, when that's okay. He throws a pick. Nope, bring out it there. Back. We're ready to that play. Again. Bring it back. He's the quarterback, all time quarterback. Just let him go. You know, I think, you can laugh I think about he it, threw so. 150 passes that day. Like, not even. He might have, he might have. And I don't think he had a touchdown. Uh, that's not trying to rip on the kid. I'm sorry. Just like, but it was like, man, for all you people who were still like, man, I don't know. I wish Cam and Cooper had gotten a shot. Like, no, no. 
Like he got plenty of shots. Like he, really he had plenty did. of chances. He he really did. And and he just was not good. I wish him all the success in the world in Hawaii. I hope he's great. Um, I hope it's awesome. But also, man, the kid was not good at our school. And uh and he was not going to be good at our school. So but you know, we can laugh and we can smile and, and it's short. It's like two hours, and then you get to go back to the tailgate. And you don't have to be like sad that somebody lost. You just get to be happy that all your friends are there and you get to drink beer. It's, it really is. It really is the greatest thing. Yeah. I'm excited. Thing. We got, we're, we're planning. We got a lot. Of, we have, we have such a large, which I was very reminded of, uh, at my bachelor party. We have such a large stable of writers now because my friend now. Cade was yeah. sitting next to me at the Coog and every damn person coming to the bar would be like, Oh, this is, this is Kat. She writes for Coog Center. This is Emma. She writes for Coog Center. This is Nate. She, he writes for Coog Center. And, and uh, this is, this is Jess. She used to write for Coog Center. <laughs> he's like, I know. He's like, does everyone write for your website? I'm like, kind of at this point. I think so. Kinda. Like, we and got there's like, like you know, moment. 10 other people who aren't even here right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. No, we are, uh, you know, I say this all the time, but we like, we are so lucky, man, to have the people that we have. I have no idea why they all stick around. Um, cause the pace sucks. Um, I guess maybe it's fun. I don't know. Like I've tried to make it fun it's over the, the years cause I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like, you know, it must be something. And the slack is pretty great. Uh, because otherwise, I mean, the pay is shit. Um, nobody's patting you on we the back. We could say it again. Well, I, I, I take shit. that back. The pay is shit. Um, you know, the, you know, pennies for downloads, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's like, you know, we, on some level, we have a ton of fun. Uh, you know, it's, it's our own little community, you know. Um, you know, my best friend who's wedding, you know, I'm his best man. You know, I met only through Coog Center. Um, you know, it's just, it just is what it is. You know, it's, uh, it's become a fun little community where we hang out. And I think it's like, it's funny now with all the, all the youngins, uh, I'm like, man, I feel, sometimes I feel really old and sometimes I don't feel old. And it's, it's, it's kind of funny, man. It's, oh, yeah, it's I mean, funny. Um, I feel, I'm, I'm picking Emma up from the airport on Friday morning. We're driving straight over, uh, to Pullman. Nice. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, she's probably going to, Pump that playlist with lots of Harry Styles and whatever the hell else the kids listen oh, to. T Swizzle, T Swizzle, probably. Some, you got some Taylor Swift incoming. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so that'll be an interesting playlist. You know, get me hyped up um, on that long drive. You know, maybe Emma's. And not then, done and that then you're gonna flip. Then you're gonna flip it over to some mid two thousands. You know, emo rock. Exactly. And uh, give Emma the tour. It'll be great. Exactly. It'll be a cultural experience for both of you. Although, you know, I've really, you know, uh, our, our buddy Zane, uh, you know, one of the other writers for the site, uh, <laughs> he, he turned me on to Dua Lipa recently and man, she fucking, go. she fucking jams, dude. Like that, there her, her last album is, is just full of bops, as they say. Um, good nice. stuff. And Amanda likes it. So, you know, it's always nice oh, to have something we both, well, she, she likes all the emo too. Uh, we, we like, we like to just listen to emo and get our kids into it. Um, you know, the kids need to know about early 2000s emo. Uh, it's, it's an yeah. important genre of music. Um, yeah. And so the olds. The olds need to know about it, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, the world your kids are growing up and my kids are growing up into, you know, it's it's probably going to be filled with sadness and despair. So Yeah, exactly. We need know, to. Might as we, well, we might as well ways. get them the music to cope with it. Exactly. We need to have ways to 
we need to have ways to express this sadness and despair that that are healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, so so I you know, I'm so, if you come to us for all the spring game coverage, uh we're probably not the place to be. We're no, we're more no, apt we're to not. talk for uh 25 minutes about a single basketball player transferring. Um but <laughs> but but yeah, let's uh Briefly, you know, uh, it's feeling like a short episode unless we really start talking about baseball. But uh, you know, I, I don't yeah, want to. I don't have a lot to add, but we can, but we can, we can try. I, you know, so baseball just came off kind of a bit, this bit of a disappointing weekend. Lost two of three to Cal, but the reason it was disappointing is because they took two of three from a top ten team, Arizona, in Tucson the last yeah. weekend, the weekend before last. Which was just insane, given the stretch that they have been on, where they had lost almost all of their. They had they beat Utah once, but before that, had got swept by UW, got lot you got pat, pasted by, um, pasted by Gonzaga. Um, you know they they uh, I think they got swept by Stanford in there somewhere. But but it's crazy that the baseball team not a good record. I, I think what are they? 13 and 20 something like that you know i could find this out in like a second i don't know why i'm just talking i think that's i think that's pretty close 13 and 21 i think that's pretty close 13 and 21 not a good record but they have beaten uh oregon state who's uh currently ranked in the top five uh they've beaten twice arizona who was in the top 10 at the time probably will still kind of hover around there uh so they have some like legit uh, wins, but they have just not been able to put, you know, because it's it really the, the pitching is really bad, and then the hitting is also bad. Like it's 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 just, <laughs> it's like, like it's kind of all of it. And then sometimes the fielding really lets them down. So it's it they're just they're struggling in a lot of areas right now. They lost obviously with losing Manzardo. It, and then uh, they lost their number one pitcher too. Uh, they lost a lot. Um, you know, just having Manzardo in the middle of that lineup, like you were kind of guaranteed. Yeah. Like uh, a couple of uh, extra base hits every game. Yes. They were driving in a few runs. Now they don't have that. So you see a lot of like two and four, which is, you know, two run games, three run games, four run games, whatever. Uh, but right. sometimes, you know, they string them singles together and they get just enough done. And they did that against Arizona, so that was fun. And they got that fr- they got the Friday win against Cal, and then again struggled on the weekend. Uh, they uh they they have a midweek game against uh, Seattle. Apparently, Seattle plays in Bellevue. I didn't know that. Uh, um, and then they got they're visiting or they're at Oregon. Then they have a home a pretty long home stand with uh, Gonzaga, USC, Gonzaga, who is Gonzaga, who just also beat. Oregon State and Corvallis, uh, they're probably going to be a top 10 team as well um, when they yep. come in. Uh, so that, you know, they, they, they got Gonzaga, USC, Utah Valley. So, you know, if you're looking to catch a game, like there's uh, games 26, 29, 30th, 1st, 6th, 7th, 8th, uh, rolling through all in, all in Pullman. And those are uh, the last ones until the end of May. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of what this – Baseball season's flown by. Uh, kind of a 
you know, kind of a, a bit of a disappointment, I'll say, so far. Um, yeah. Oh, huge disappointment, say- man. Like, like we, we, you know, we expect these things to be linear, right? We're like, okay, you got a little better. You got a little better. Now we're going to get even better. And sometimes it works out that way, but most of the time it doesn't. And, um, college baseball, especially, you know, we talked about the volatility of college basketball. College baseball is kind of the same deal. Um, cause you got guys, you know, leaving after a short time. Um, even if, you know, they come there, they can leave for the draft after. Three years, but if they are JUCO guys, you know, maybe they come in, they spend two years at a JUCO, they come in for a year and then they leave. Like you get, so it's, it's, it, you know, you got to be comfortable with the roster churn. Um, sometimes it's going to not really work out in your favor. And, and this year, this year seems to be that. I, I will say that, um, Brian Green came to Pullman with a reputation as a guy who really maximized offense. Uh, really developed was, was really well known for developing hitters. Um, and, and I, the other thing that maybe is just like sort of a tiny bit concerning, um, is that, you know, his, his, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Manzardo followed him from New Mexico State, right? Like, or maybe it was another kid. There were a couple other kids, a couple of good hitters who followed him from New Mexico State. So anyway, th- there were some guys who followed him. Um, who were really good and they're gone now. And, and so anyway, just, you kind of sort of go, eh, <laughs> you know, are we okay? Um, but you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's possible it's, it's a bad run. It's, you know, it's possible that the, you know, the arms just need some time to develop. I mean, I don't follow them close enough to know exactly what the issues are. Um, but I do know that, um, I follow them enough to know that, you know, we all thought they'd be better. Um, and, and they haven't been. And, um, but I, I do think it's humorous that, um, there already are people who are like, I don't know, is Brian Green the answer? And I'm like, oh my God, people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, these, these have to be the same people who were like, I don't know, man, starting to lose some faith in Kyle Smith. I'm like, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I maybe, it seems like those have to be the same people, right? Right. Yeah. I, and, uh, Manzardo, by the way, he's from Coeur d'Alene. He was uh, WCU all the way. Um, but uh, so I, I think you're right. There were some guys that followed. I can't remember exactly who they were. Um, uh, but I will say, so Manzardo, uh, if anyone wants a, a little pro update, so he uh, last year he uh, 43 at bats in the in the rookie league, uh, 349 average, 440 on base, um, uh, hit a couple dingers and. Uh, now he's off to a nice start in the in in, in a high A. Uh, he's uh, through five games. He's gotten 16 at bats, 375, uh, 538 on base, uh, no dingers yet, but three doubles. Uh, so he he's he's looking like he's uh, equating himself well to the wooden bat, uh, which is also always a, a challenge, but uh, uh, but seems to be tearing it up so far. So be fun to see if he in a couple of years can work his way up. Uh, um, but yeah, so baseball, uh, we would have talked about it a lot more this year, honestly, if, if they've been better, it's just, they, you know, th- there was a few get few times we were sitting at the end of pockets. I could talk about baseball, but do people really want to hear about they, how they just got swept by someone like I don't, you know, it, so, um, We'll talk, we, we talked about them more last year when they were kind of a fringe potential, you know, if there was a time when they were, they were kind of a bubble team, but that, that kind of went away. But, um, 
yeah, hopefully we can, uh, you know, maybe this just a little bump in the road and they, they can bring it back next year. Uh, I think there's a lot of young guys, and um, so we'll see, you know. Um, Jeff, any anything, any other thoughts? Uh, you know, we're it's, it's not even at an hour and a half yet. What's going on? <laughs> I know. No, I, I have no further thoughts. So, uh, I, I hope I, that, you know, we get to do this in a week and, and that the basketball team has added one or two players and, you know, we can, we can celebrate, uh, the remaking of that roster. We can talk about our Cam Ward is going to be a superstar because he threw for, you know, six touchdowns in a spring game. And that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Too bad we don't, we don't get to do our at the tailgate, uh, podcast this year. I was looking forward to that. It worked out. I though. know. Again, we're humans. I we know. have, you know, Jeff's got 400 kids. You know, that, that's yes. a lot to deal with. Or it's one more kid than I do. Um, but his kids <laughs> eat a lot more than mine do. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. That uh, is true. Uh, but they can also watch themselves, which. That is also I'm true. Looking forward to that. <laughs> it, it is, it is pretty great. I, I have one who can watch the other two. I know. It's like, it's, there's that sometimes I've been hanging that part's out with you. Pretty I'm great like, too. you and Sarah, and I'm like, where's, who's watching the kids? And you're like, I know. They're watching them say the the big one is watching the other two. We like, went out to oh, dinner yeah. for your birthday. It's like ah, the kids are at home. Got I got a teenager. Got yourself one He's almost ready to drive. I know, God, I know, I know. It's not far away. And then uh, graduation's not far after that, and colleges. I mean, just man, You're man. So old. He was. Uh, he was just for the record. He was a year old when I started Coog Center. Yeah. So. I remember. <laughs> Don't get old, kids. Don't get old. It sucks. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I, I'll say, you know, if you're, if you're sitting in, in kind of learning more about who WSE was uh, looking at in the transfer portal and, you know, who they're looking at um, in uh, the high school players, uh Bryce has been putting out Bryce Hendricks has been putting out very good content around that on our on Coog Center. So uh follow that stuff. Um he does real nice uh in depth breakdowns of each of the players and how they fit with WSU. So um uh I don't want to steal his shine on that. Um we probably, you know, at some point probably this uh, the, uh, in the in the next month or so probably should have Bryce on to talk about some of this stuff. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how he sounds on on uh, on on the, uh, but he has his own podcast, so he can he probably yeah. he's probably just fine. Um, sorry, Bryce, I'm I haven't sure listened to great. your podcast yet. Sorry, Bryce. yeah, me neither. Not sorry, really man. that into the NBA draft. Um, um <laughs> but if you follow our site, you know Bryce really knows his shit, and um, he works his uh, tail off to make those things pretty damn good. Um, it's true. So yeah, uh, so yeah, follow Bryce uh, on Twitter. I I can't off the top of my head remember what his Twitter account is. I, is it Bryce Hendricks fourteen? I think. Um, uh, I think for that's all, right. All your uh, draft breakdown, um, and then you know if if you follow NBA, he, he's pretty fu- a good follow uh, for that too. He's kind of my one like him and his little community that he retweets is like the all the NBA I get mostly. <laughs> uh, you know, bring the Sonics back. Um, but, uh, if you want to follow, um, us, uh, I'm at the Craig powers on Twitter. 
Uh, Jeff is at pod versus everyone. I, uh, I expect a lot of, you know, Mariners content from me over the summer. Uh, so sometimes I ruffle some feathers. Apparently I'm too negative. Uh, sorry guys. Uh, I'm a Mariners fan. Um, <laughs> it, it's, I, I can't, uh, you know, just, I'll, I'll, I'll believe when, <laughs> when it's time to believe. All right. That's what I have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, come on, Julio. I need to see you hit a dinger. <laughs> um, I'll, I will say he, he he looks like he has the tools to hit a fucking home run because we know you can hit hit a corner fifty foot home run. So do it. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, oh, I have a TikTok now, and if I get some followers, I might actually post more on there. I'm very Ooh. proud of my all, all my Mariners hats ones. Yeah, I've done. I only have two on there so far. My proudest TikTok on there is when I finally beat Marty in a chugging com- con- competition, uh, which uh, Marty and I have been chugging against each other since we were in college, and Marty has always won. Marty is a expert chugger, but she just wasn't on her. I didn't even chug exceptionally fast. She just wasn't on her game uh, that day. But well, you know what? It all counts yeah, the same. You know, the Washington Generals, they, they get one every every once, a, once in a while. So, um yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but you know, so yeah, I got a TikTok and my Instagram are both at Craig W Powers. Um, TikTok is, is hilarious. Uh, I have, uh, I, I'm starting to get into it now. Now I know the meaning of endless scroll because holy shit, that stuff just <laughs> keeps coming. It's it just so keeps true. It's so true. Like it never stops. And there's so much of it, you could skip like 40 of them. And you don't even care. Yep. And then there's like one that you yep. like. Like there's this one guy that does like modern day Seinfeld. It's funny as hell. Um, I, I should shout him out. I don't know what he's called. His his videos yeah. I just pop up on my feed. Well, that's the thing. Like my favorite guy is the guy who uh, makes the dramatic customer service videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, I, I have no idea what his name is. Scott I, I, all I know is he makes... Yeah, I, I know he's got a mustache and he makes dramatic customer service videos um and they crack me up. Um and, and that's that's kind of it. So it's it's basically that guy and uh and barbecue Twitter is is or barbecue barbecue TikTok is is kind of my uh that's kind of where I'm at. Although I've started to find barbecue Instagram, which is why I ended up following you, because I'm like, oh shit, I don't follow Craig on Instagram. Like tell you how much I'm on Instagram, right? Which is like never. I'm like, oh, it's like suggested follows, and I'm like, shit, man, I'm not following Craig. Well, I, I better fix you. that. So, no, sorry, man. Follow me. My best friend now follows me. So why don't you? That's right. Um, I I endorse this. I endorse following Craig. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you like pictures of beer, pictures of my kids, uh, pictures of me wearing hats. Um, yeah. All those things. You're just missing pictures of food, and you'd be like everybody else on Instagram. Yeah, well, that's my. That's so get beer. on that. Beer is food. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got me there. I also, admittedly, don't post on Instagram that often. Um, yeah, maybe like once or twice. <laughs> a month. Uh, who's got time for that shit? I mean, I do do the. I know. What do you do? The you know the, the stories. That's what anyone anyone does. Yeah, anymore. yeah. The reels. You know what I know. You know what I've learned about the the kids on Instagram. They delete their posts regularly because 
they you don't want to have like hundreds of posts and only like a hundred followers so you got to keep deleting them so it looks like you only have a few posts and then like a bunch of followers so it's like you just got a bunch of you know but you know so people don't see all your low engagement posts from when you were first started first started posting on instagram yeah uh so but i don't do that you could you could see all the instagram posts i have ever made back to like 2015 or something uh right on there maybe even maybe even later than that so you know you can endless scroll just my all my beer and pictures of my children and before i had children it was pictures of my pets Uh, it's kind of funny how you start taking less pictures of your pets once you have your children um no yeah. sorry baxter and schooner and boy cat um boy you know i mean do you even really love them anymore i mean at last because like they're shitting all over my basement <laughs> honestly so <laughs> yeah well at least they can't like wipe it on the walls or get it in their hair too much which kids do oh yeah so uh b had some uh some shit on the wall that we kept trying to scrub off, nice. couldn't get it off. We have we have cleaners that come through every two weeks. They ignored it one time, and we're like, "Those are bad." Oh, but thanks. it's like a different. It's like a company that's like different cleaners that come in every week. The next group got the shit off the wall, so good for them. He <laughs> no longer has shit on her wall, so uh, she did what, what, she, what she will always and forever on her have have on her wall is butt paste uh, because that shit. Oof. Cannot come off. Um, it is chemically engineered to not come off. Yep. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just it. If you if you have stuck around and listened to this last five minutes of banter, please, this has been butt paste talk. Please with Craig rate, and Jeff. rate us on on uh, your podcast app. Uh, five stars. Leave a comment on you know Apple or whatever. Um, let us know you're listening. Uh, that also helps us with like showing up with algorithms like next fall when all the Coug fans want to talk about football again. Um, Cause I'll tell you, it's been a, it's been, you know, it's been tough shit with uh, podcasting through the pandemic. People aren't driving on their fucking cars anymore. They don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. As much. It's that bullshit. So go back your, to the office losers. Get your friends back. Get your friends back into the, into the podcast game. Tell them. And also tell random strangers with a five star rating, please, please. And then maybe I'll be motivated enough to start a Patreon where you, I'll ask you for money. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But anyways, Jeff, I, you know, uh, might as well wrap this up. Uh, and with that, I'll say go coops. Fucking coops, Craig. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Maybe a fourth. Whatever it takes.